Hello, my name is LaShawn Thompson, and I am a certified relationship and dating coach. I help high-achieving women release sabotaging behaviors in dating and relationships, re-energize their life, and say yes to the love life they've always deserved. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. Today we have on Alexis Rose. She is a very good friend of mine. I've known her for a very long time and my girl makes moves. Alexis is a wellness and spiritual coach and she's also a motivational speaker. So Alexis, tell the people who you are and what you do. Hello, everybody. Hello, LaShawn. Thank you so much for having me here today. You know, I'm always pleased and just full of gratitude to just talk to you, be with you, and to just, you know, have open dialogue and conversation. So I'm really happy to be here today. Again, everybody, as you know, my name is Coach Alexis Rose. I am a spiritual wellness life coach. And when we think about spiritual um, life coach. It's not about, you know, your faith, your religious belief or anything like that. It really is more so tuning in and dialing in, connecting within who you are as a person ex- um, um, internally, right? Getting really close and being able to listen to your guide, right? Being able to listen to your intuition and knowing and or top of feeling what is right for you. So that way, whatever you feel you need, whatever you uh, desire in your life, you have a better uh, path and outlook of being able to obtain those things as well. Um, also, on top of that, I've been in fitness for over 15 years at this point now, and I absolutely have the most amazing passion and desire for the body and what the body does, and most importantly, how the body feels. I always say, Everything we do, everything we say always really truly boils down to how we feel, right? So I love that, right? I love, love, love fitness, um, wellness, emotional, mental attachment to it. And I, you know, through working in these sectors of uh, entertainment and wellness, um, I love to just speak into people and 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 empower people and and love over people. And so um, I identified with being able to be a motivational, inspirational speaker. And I really, really have enjoyed being able to be on platforms and doing that as well. Amazing. Amazing. So how did you get into health and wellness? Well, I am a mommy of three. So I have three daughters on the ages of 18, eight. And then my newest addition is turning two. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Last night, truly uh, confirmed that she is a toddler. Wow. All I'm saying, Turbo Twos is right around the corner. Mm. And so being a mommy of three, um, within my first daughter, I truly had no issues, what they call bounce back, snatch back, right? It was a breeze, had her, went about my business, everything was totally fine. But then when I had my second daughter and my, I was about 30, 31 years old, I had my second daughter, London. And, um, that's when the body, I felt like my body rejected me in, in a way. And I felt like my body was working against me. 
And all of those rumors of that I heard was, oh, you're so healthy, you're so um, physical, you work out all the time, you dance all the time, you're going to bounce right back. You'll be totally fine. Mm -hmm. Touche of me. It's, I believed it, but I just was assured by it. Like, I, I just felt assured that, yes, I'm going to be fine. Well, long and behold, um, I gained almost 100 pounds in that pregnancy um, because I was on bed rest for most of the pregnancy. Um, and after I had the pregnancy, after I gave birth, I was truly, truly depressed. I was definitely diagnosed with postpartum depression. And it really took a toll over me because that was truly the first time in my life that I felt um, I had absolutely no control over what my body could do and how I did it. Right. Um, and so that was a long haul of a road. And I realized within getting back into moving my body again, that I didn't feel like there was any safe space for me to explore that. Mm -hmm. It was either go to the gym, everybody's already skinny and you know, looking really good, bodies are really fit. And I felt like at that time, I just wanted to walk around with a sign that said, I look like this because I have a, I just had a baby. Okay. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's so used. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's so used to seeing quote unquote, my body looking a certain type of way. I used to seeing my body function and look a certain type of way. I just, again, I felt a lot of guilt and shame and, um, I didn't feel supported in the spaces that I went into, uh, for multiple reasons. And I didn't feel like I could take my time to getting back to how I was. Okay. So my company, <laughs> ARX fitness was an idea. It was like, wow, like, you know, if I feel this way, I know there's a lot of other people that feel this way that just still want to feel powerful and sexual and empowered over their bodies and all these different feelings that a woman might want to feel. Um, and so I said, okay, well, I'm going to just do it myself. And I started, uh, going around kind of just like picking mom's brains from my daughter's school and asking them what they want to work out with me. Um, and then after we would work out, we would just kind of sit and talk and we would just start building that realm of community. We would keep meeting other people. People would invite other people. And so that's how, um, the company grew. It grew into the foundation of we're a community of women that can support each other and we don't have to feel embarrassed and ashamed because we don't have to hold up a sign we know exactly what our bodies just went through exactly exactly i love that so who is the person that inspires you to go after your goals there are uh people throughout my career that definitely reminded me okay of my purpose mm. i can say today where i stand today okay. is wholeheartedly i was just i know that the purpose was a hundred percent fulfilled in me probably from the day that i was put onto this earth or even a thought um yes i came out the womb dancing I came out the womb performing. My mom, you know, just always confirmed that for me. I, I never, I never had a thought of doing anything else. I, I, I you know how like they say growing up, like, what do you want to be in school? Like I said, I want to be a dancer. It was, it was never 
I don't remember ever not having that thought to the point where I was um, asked by my guidance, my guidance counselor in ninth grade, like, hey, in 10th grade, you can start going to a performing arts high school. We, we want to make sure that you get in, okay. right? Okay. I always had this really burning desire to be on stage and to talk and hold a microphone. Like this was something I always knew. So I, I, I do believe um, I am one of those lucky people that knew what they wanted to do since they were young. I knew it. And so God inspired me and, and, and God planted the vision. And one of the things that I believe that I've always had this amazing, um, experience of is hearing that be told to me no matter what i'm going through in my life like i know you're going through this right now but remember what i sent you to do mm, okay okay but there are people yeah who who reminded me what my purpose is to do because they saw something in me they saw it and was like you need to go to this audition you need to be teaching um we we want to recruit you to do x y and z right so there's so many people that definitely had a hand in reminding me of my purpose and giving me the opportunities to share my gifts and my purpose. Okay. I love that. Wow. Um, what did it take for you to, to believe in yourself that you can transition from dance to now food coach and spiritual life coach? Ooh, um, experiences. Okay. Failure of, you know, and when I say failure, you know, we got to be very careful about how we identify failure. Um, and I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's no good or bad thing that happens to you. It's all an experience. And the experience is truly something that I think for a lot of us, we have to go through it. We keep trying to fight the forces that be, but there's like, yes. no, just chill like i know it feels really uncomfortable to get laid off i know it feels really uncomfortable to work for a job that's not paying you your worth mm. you know it feels really uncomfortable to get rejected from this audition or from this job or that man or that woman um i know it might even be difficult for you to go through god forbid the sickness that you're going through all you know all the things that us humans can experience and go through, it's just, I, I, I think it's really powerful and it's very empowering to identify life as an experience. Yeah. And if you are ever in a space where you are feeling like, oh my God, life is always high or it's always low. There's never no in between. Mm. I used to tell myself that a lot of times where, um, Damn, like why can't I why can't it just why can't I just coast? Mm. Why can't I just coast? Why does it have to always be up or down? And something I heard and 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 it said, um, you know, well, think about a heart monitor. Mm. Yeah. The heart monitor is going up and down, up and down. And when it goes straight across, what happens? You're dead. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. You're dead. And that literally just changed my perspective also as well about life. It's like with the high is a low, with the low, I know for damn sure is about to be a high right around the corner. And if I'm ever like this, I'm flatlined. Yeah. I'm flatlined. So 
experiences have really turned me around in life. And I'm so grateful for experiences. I'm grateful for people who come into my life for a reason or a season or, you know, um, there's so many people that come into my life and just say, you know, you can do this or you would be really good at X, Y, and Z. Mm. And having faith that I don't have to go into every situation loving it, mm-hmm. but I can go into every situation and experience it. Yes. Yeah. And if I don't like it, it's okay. I don't ever have to do it again, but I won't ever know if I don't like it, if I don't do it and try it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally believe in that. If you don't try, how will you know? How will you know? Yeah. Like say yes. Right. Cause when you say yes, you open doors to things that you wouldn't know that you would even have said yes to in the first place. There you so, go. Say, say yes to that date. Say yes to that guy. Say yes to that girl. You know, say yes to that party that you, you don't really want to go to because that's where you could probably meet your next mate. You just never know. You just never know. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll add to this to give a more concrete answer of, of what gave me that ability to just jump from there to there. Um, I knew in fitness and dance, like physically, my body would shift and change. It just is what it is, right? Your body's going to, can't always do as it did, right? So I learned about this growing, like in my dance career that, you know, most dancers, we know our expectancy of our career could be early thirties, mid thirties, if you're lucky. Um, So I knew that this was coming ahead of me and I wanted to kind of get ahead of it. But before that even happened again, the universe, God really was like, okay, you know, I had to close down my studio. I didn't like it, but I look back at it now, two years later, and I'm like, it was a gift. Yeah. Because it allowed me and or made me shift. Mm. I I took that shift right then and there. And I, if I would have kept the studio going, I would have never began to explore being a life coach. I would have never really truly began exploring, uh, getting into the wellness nutrition side of, um, of wellness and fitness. So, you know, again, just, just having faith and you gotta have, but you gotta allow the faith to be at work. Yes. And that was me allowing it to be at work. Okay. I totally agree. Um, you give me boss energy. What's it take for you to be in your relationship and allow your man to lead? As I know, when you met him, you were single. You know, you were a single mom. I was a single woman. I was definitely a single mother um, with not as much interaction with my daughter's father. Um, But I believe before that, I was taught how to be a single woman. Um, my mom, um, my mom was a single woman of three children and a single mother of three children. And, um, because I, I always like to identify the differences, right? Um, there's, you know, there's you as a woman, cause you're a woman, even when you have children, you're not just a mother, but you still are a woman, right? You still have identity as a woman. And, um, growing up like that, I, it's not about what she said, but it's about what I saw. It's about what I identified with, right? This is my mom. She's not, I never had an example of what it's like to be interdependent. My examples were being of a woman being independent. 
-hmm. And it's not, you know, I'm clearly clear now that it's not purposeful of what she did or didn't do. This is what her life consisted of. Mm -hmm. And this is what she did. However, now that I'm a, you know, a young lady and I'm making decisions about, I'm making decisions that are going to affect my entire life now, having children, dating and, and meeting people and wanting to be married, didn't quite know how to navigate mm. being interdependent yeah. with another person, especially a, a male. Yeah. I think a lot of women deal with that. Oh yeah. More than, you know, I think, I think now with having social media, like, you know, it's more spoken about. Um, however, I was still stuck to the ideas of especially beginning out dating. And even when we got really serious and we decided to move in with one another, it still was like, well, this is my daughter and you know, I'm dating you. So we were separate, like I'm putting these in two separate boxes. Mm, okay. And that was, that made it really difficult, um, to become a blended family, to, be, to become a family. Yeah. Um, because how can you come together when you are separating the lines between my child, you're my man. These things are two separate things. And it's like, we're at a dinner table and we should be, we should be a family yeah. and functioning as one. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know how to go to my mom about advice like that. And I, I, I just didn't uh, know if, if I didn't even identify that I needed advice. Because mm, you didn't know. You didn't see it. You, you no, right? You know, I didn't know. You don't know. Right? You don't know what you don't know. You don't, you, yeah. you don't know what to ask for, for what you, you know, you don't realize that, that, that you need. However, um, again, being around other women who were married, um, whether you know they had uh, children or not, or being around other women who had blended families with their partners as well, um, I begin to ask questions, or I begin to analyze and kind of just look yeah. and look for myself, and just realize like the 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 disconnect that I feel, but not only the disconnect that I feel, my daughter is following my lead of how she interacts with him. Yes. Yes. And I did not like that. Mm. And I had to be honest and identify that and again, it's not him or her, it's me. And I really do have to be that leading example and be that mother, be that hierarchy of what kind of family do I want to create? What kind of family, you know, outside of our control, right? Some things you just can't control, yeah. but if I have the opportunity to, con to, to kind of maneuver this mm -hmm. what is it about me that i need to correct and or adjust and am i willing to make that adjustment the answers were yes okay. and uh therapy was starting to go with one of them mm. cleaning out cleaning out my closet yeah. and helping my daughter to identify that you know you're not losing your father because you know you 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 have um Octavius in the picture, right? My partner in the picture. Um, this is all about togetherness. Yeah. And this is all about, you don't have to, uh, you know, family is who we love, who supports us, who cares for us, right? Just, just, just trying to create that foundation for us. So for me, again, it was about experience. Okay. Okay. That's very eye-opening. 
So did you have to go within to trust him to like make room for him in your life? And I still am today. Yeah. What is and that? I still am today. Um, again, it, it's not like you meet somebody and then the very next day or next month or next year, everything changes. It's, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work like that, especially if you're still doing your own work. Yeah. Right. Like, um, if you're doing like for me, still doing a lot of undoing and then relearning and then applying. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. You got to unlearn. Yes. Learn and then apply it for it to become habit, for it to become second nature to you again. Um, so that's why I, I say honestly, I'm still learning to let him in and uh let him do things for me and me still not feel like there's an agenda behind it. Oh, okay. Okay. That to me is part of the trust. Yes. Right? Because you do that with people who you don't trust. Yeah. You're you're waiting to be like, well, what you want? Yeah. What's behind? Okay, well, you can do that to me. You can just give it to me. You're gonna just be nice to me. Ridiculous, right? It's just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous thought. But however, it is a true thought and or feeling. And I and, and again it gets it gets better. And I and I also wanna lend the advice that um I had to communicate to him that I was actually feeling this way. Okay. Um, because if not, it was coming off in a way that was again create instead of bringing things together, it was creating the division. Because even as a woman, I love when, you know, a man or my man, right, does nice things for me. However, if I'm not allowing him to, if I'm not acknowledging what he's doing and I'm always questioning what he's doing, he's, he's not going to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, so I had to have, you know, we had to have space to sit down and allow each other to communicate what they're experiencing, what they're feeling. And after I do that, I have to now communicate what I need. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I don't know what I need, how can, how can he help? How can he help through that process as well? A, a lot of women don't know how to communicate their needs because sometimes they don't even know what they need. Like, cause it takes something for you to sit down and be like, what is it that I need from my partner and not being afraid to ask? Mm -hmm. And hoping that you're with someone that will honor your request. Yeah. And that's how I know or knew and know still to this day that this is my one. Yeah. This is my one because he honors uh, what I'm feeling. And because and, even though what I might be thinking is not true to him, he's like, but I don't want anything from you. I genuinely want to do this. Right. But he also, on the flip side, acknowledges that in my eyes and what in my mind and what I'm going through, I, I can wholeheartedly believe that that's, you know, that that's not true. And this is that, and it's not like, you know, I don't, you know, I, I acknowledge for him too. It's like, I don't want to make your life 
harder and, and, and I'm not trying to make your life harder. But again, I think it would make our lives harder if I'm just not being open and honest um, to be able to do that. But clearly he has created space for me to even trust that I can communicate those things to him. So we've definitely, you know, I can see that there is growth there because in the past I would never open up and tell him what I'm truly feeling or needing or wanting or anything. So the fact that I can do that and know that he's going to hear me and honor it, he might not be able to start making the changes tomorrow. However, he left space for me to tell him without judgment. Yes. And that, you know, that takes time, you know, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, what were some of the relationship mistakes you made early on and how did you and your husband overcome them? Ooh, um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of mistakes. Again, one of the ones that I identified earlier was the separation of my child, this angel kid, because he, you know, when we met, he didn't have any children. Um, so I was really guarded by that. And, you know, I give myself grace in that because, you know, you, you never know. Like, you, yeah. you just don't know. Um, one of the reasons my mom said she never dated was because she just didn't want to, she didn't, she was afraid to bring men around her daughters. Okay. And I valued her thoughts on that. Yeah. Right. And I can understand being a mom. Yeah. Why not? Um, because you hear stories all the time. All the time. Um, unfortunately. You know, unfortunately, you hear stories all the time. Um, I have my own traumas and my own things as well with men. And I and I think again that of course directed how I thought, right? Like again, you're dating me. You're not dating my kid. So back up. This is not your situation. Once I invited you into our lives and we moved in and we did all of that, well, I must have some kind of trust for you. Um, I must have some kind of love for you. I must feel safe with you and my daughter Yeah. at that point, right? Um, so I feel like that was one of the mistakes that I made was, you know, that separation of that. Um, the other... Um, mistakes I made that I can truly identify now is not, I didn't, I didn't know how to support him in many ways that I was asking him to support me. Okay. Okay. That's big of you to acknowledge that. Yeah. And I, and me have had a conversation about that maybe even last year. I remember, um, Unfortunately, his mom had passed away a month after we had our second daughter, which was his biological first child. Mm -hmm. um, and you can imagine how devastating that could be. Yeah. Um, him and his mom was extremely close. He's, he's the only son. Him and his mom is, he's the firstborn and only son. And his mom is, him and his mom is extremely close. And I've never lost a parent before, number one. But also number two, I we've never been through anything that detrimental in our relationship before, like something like that heavy. Yeah. We've we've been together, we, we were together maybe seven years at that point, six, seven years at that point. Um, but we've never had anything happen like that. 
Yeah. And I didn't know how to support him through that. So when I saw him, so clearly now we know it can identify he went into a depression. Um, I didn't identify that. I didn't, I didn't acknowledge it and or identify it. I identified that his mom passed and he has now a new baby. He lost his job at the same time. There were a lot of really big things that definitely as a man, as a provider, that can totally affect how you show up. Yeah, I can. You know, and so um, I identified that I wasn't there for, for him. Mm. Um, but also I just had a baby as well. And I wasn't then, well, you know, I needed to be there for me and the baby and our other child. So there was just a lot going on. But thank God we 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 got through it and we're you know we 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 made it through and um I was able to go back and just apologize. That's wonderful. That's so for that. Yeah. Um and the last thing I would say even um could be closely related to the second one. I didn't make it comfortable for him to be vulnerable. Mm. I, I, yeah. Um, I didn't make it comfortable for him to be vulnerable with any mistake that he may have made, whether it was in our relationship or just in life, right? Because he has a life, I have a life, but we have a life together, right? Um, so if he was going through some tough transitions or situations outside of the relationship when it came to work or maybe a, a fallout with a friend or anything like that. Um, I didn't, I didn't leave space for him to express his emotions and for him to know that I was a safe place for him to express those things that he were feeling was feeling as well. Okay. Okay. And I think for him, the kind of person he is, and I just think, um, again, as men and, and human beings, I think it's extremely important that a man knows that he has a safe, secure place to release. Yeah, it's important. It is. Yeah. What yeah. was it that made you realize that you weren't being that, that you weren't being that safe space? I identified my reactions to things or my not willingness to care about what he's going through. It's like, it's about me. I'm the woman. I'm, I'm having the children. I'm filled with all of these things. Again, my baggage, my stuff that I'm carrying. Well, I can't carry you and two, three other kids and, you know, get it together. You're a man, like man up. Again, it's the, it's the, it's the ideations that we're walking around with that I, I this is what i think is supposed to be happening in the world versus what's happening in our home mm. okay this is our home mm -hmm. and if i'm saying this is one of the places that i need to be the most safest at and feel the most safest in your arms then why the hell shouldn't he have that same exact place absolutely right um so i was just i was just I think maturing, I, 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 I was just maturing. I, you know, um, I was just, you know, my eyes were opening up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love it. yeah. Um, what would you tell a single woman? No, let's go back. 
I like this question instead. I don't know where that question um, was going though, but go ahead. <laughs> what's special about your union with your man? Ooh, ooh. Um, okay. When him and I first met, it was maybe three months, two months into us meeting. We weren't official. No, back then, oh, we just talking. We yeah. just talking. Um, and I remember I came to come visit him at work and I was sitting in his office and we were chatting, we were talking, and I said, you know you're going to be my husband, right? So you know you're going to be my husband, right? And his face was, I remember his face to this day, and we often talk about this, but his face was like, mm, okay. <laughs> you like, is that what you think? Cool. But I'm having a good time. I, 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 I work with you, but, you know, I think, and again, like, you know, it was so off. You, you weren't even... We were just chilling, like we were just sitting there talking. It, it was no kind of real conversation. We were just, you know, spitting back and forth, which is one of the things that I think also brings to us uniqueness. We can go from 50,000 conversations, 50 different topics in one conversation. And that was one of the things that I loved about him. And he loved about me too, as well, was that, you know, time just passes yeah. um, because we can hold each other's attention. Like we are one of those people that's like our brain just skedaddles and we're both very creative um so we just really really enjoy conversation with one another but i think for me um you know again that was one of the first times i've ever said something like that i i've never said nothing like that i don't talk like that and i just looked at him and i was like you're gonna be my husband <laughs> you know what i was saying i don't, I don't know if i meant it no but maybe it was you know the anointing that is over me it was like nope claim your husband Mm -hmm. I'm your husband right then and there. But you know, um, the other you one last unique thing that I'm identifying as we're even saying this is somebody said to me, you know, one of the things you can be grateful for in a union and a partnership is that you both aren't low at the same time. That way somebody can hold the other person up. Yeah. Right. And it didn't strike a chord to me then. But like they say, sometimes people say things to you and it might not click then. But when it does, it does. It clicks. Yeah. And that was one of the things that clicked for me was like, wow, like it is true. Like, you know, when I'm down, he's up and he can carry me and hold me. And when I'm um, up and he might be down, I can carry and hold him too as well. Um, and we do that really well with one another. That's so good. What would you tell a single woman wanting to be in a relationship that is independent, like a real state? Like, what would you tell her? If you find somebody you identify with and you have a connection, you know, and you, and you guys are developing and growing the relationship, You got to take the cape off. Mm. You have to take the armor off. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. 
Yeah. When you get home, take it off. Yeah. I had to learn it. I had to figure it out and understand it. Again, still, still got some kinks that I'm working out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is it? You know, that's one of the things I would definitely say. So if that's where you are in your life, in your journey, you know, just again, know that that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because you don't have to be on 24-7 in that type of role. You get to take a break from making decisions, being a boss babe, handling all the stress. Come home, take the cape off, break your wrist. Okay. Everybody talks about they want to live a soft life. Well, you can do that. Yeah. Allow you can do your, it. Allow your, man to, allow your man to give you that soft life. Yeah. And he wants to. And he wants to, right? If, you know, he wants to. The other, I think, other advice is, and I'm giving it to my daughter now. She's 18 and we, and we you know, we talk about it. Is just be okay with... not knowing Mm. like not trying to um you know i think it's really hard sometimes for women we we make up these stories and i had you know does he like me he's gonna call me back is he in that is it you know there's just a lot especially if you like the person (laughs) right um but that's one of the things that i try to talk to her about it's like you know it's okay to date, have a good time because sometimes um, you don't know what you like until you don't, until you know what you don't like. Yeah. Um, but once you once you know, you gotta stick to it. Like you you do kind of gotta s- stick to it once you know and you've identified characteristics and personalities of things that don't quite click or or, or work for you. You know it, um, and and stick to that. But just have, you know, have, have time and space to work on your confidence, to work on your presence, to work on, you know, how you want to introduce yourself to the world, how you want the world to see you. And, you know, people, unfortunately, you know, but fortunately, we do see people based off of the appearance of them first. Like, it, it just is what it is. Um, that's just how the world works. So, you know, just, just be okay with working on you. And um, leaving room for possibility. Okay. Exactly. Because that's so important, leaving room for possibility. I always say, um, I got this from a course that I took. When you're attached to an outcome, there is no room for possibility. There is no room at all. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like if I, if it has to be this way or it has to be that way, what am I leaving space? What what am I leaving room for the other person to do if I have to be the one in control all the time? And what am I leaving room for me to discover? Yeah. On the other side of what the outcome, it's okay. Like, I think it's okay to maybe uh, consider an outcome. Yeah. But holding on to it with, like with like 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 it's the holy bible and just the holy grail i think i i agree with you and and again that was one of the things that i decided to do in my career was like i can't be attached to what what will happen what won't happen do i have to work on strategy and plan 
absolutely. Um, but if I'm holding on to what I think I'm supposed to be at 40, I wouldn't be what I'm doing today because I was would have been holding on to what I thought I was supposed to be and I never would have allowed myself to do other things. Yeah. 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 How do you incorporate your busy life, marriage, three children, and have room for you? Like, what's your self-care looking like? Um, <clears throat> what if I package this up really easily? Uh, one of the things that I coach and, and try to share the advice with is um, releasing guilt. I think was one of the biggest things for me was releasing guilt. And again, talking to my partner that I had this guilt, like I have guilt that I can't go to work, uh, pick up the kids from school, drop them off to school, come home, cook a dinner every, every night, um, and look good for you. <laughs> I got guilt that I can't do all those things. And he's like, well, why do you feel like you got to do all those things? <laughs> Who told you that? <laughs> I was like, well, me. And he's like, yeah, you told yourself all of that. Um, but he's like, you know, but I do appreciate you wanting to show up in those ways, right? It shows that you care about us and your children and me, right? And you care about yourself. And so we've been able to identify that you know, he knows and I know, both know that my health is really, really important to me. And the things that I do to obtain good health is really important to me. And I really love being active. So he gets the kids ready for school in the morning so I can go to the gym. Wonderful. Right? Um, so part of a self-care part, again, is keep considering having the courage to tell people what you need. Okay. And allow them to do it. Right. Um, a beginning, it does feel sometimes weird that he gets the kids up every day. Um, <laughs> like, how we should be doing that? But why do I feel like I have to do that? He's a parent as well, too. And it gives him bonding time to spend with his children in the morning. Right. Um, they get to be with dad in the morning. And, you know, that's just something that if not, then I'm taking away an experience for them as well as dad and daughter. So I had to be like, that's okay, because he says it's okay too, right? So asking for what you need, allowing people to do it, can now not is not only self-care because you're learning how to vocalize and communicate, right? Which is a big part of self-care. Um, and you're not walking around with this burden on you, which causes more stress, right? Um, so vocalizing and communicating what you need is part of self-care. The second thing for me is um being very organized with my schedule. Like, uh, I, I am really busy as far as schedule-wise goes, right? I'm, I work for a corporation, but I'm building my own as well at the same time and, and a mother and all those things. So organization is really big for me. The third thing for me when it comes to my self-care is visualization. Yeah, so important. It is huge for me to visualize the kind of woman that I desire to be, okay. the kind of love that I desire to receive and give, mm -hmm. 
And the third thing that I like to visualize on is not only uh, saying I want peace, but feeling that peace is already within me. I love it. Yes. Right? That stuff ages you, you know? Chaoticness, disorganization, not taking care of your health. And people have to remember that working out is not, it, it does not have to be, I'm working out because I want to lose weight. I'm working out because it really restores me, right? Maybe saying that to yourself, working out restores me. It, it, it amps up those really good endorphins in me. So when I sit down at work, I feel really good and confident about myself, right? There's so many benefits to working out or benefits to moving your body yeah. more than just burning calories, looking snatched, losing weight. <laughs> so you know because a lot of people don't think of it that way mm -mm. because that's not how it's advertised right when you when you when you advertise a gym membership you advertise peloton in your house or whatever it's normally obviously paired with i gotta have this thing or do this thing because it's gonna help me lose weight yeah 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 so self-care for me is are those three things um, and, and, and I'll add a bonus one in there is when something no longer serves me, I release it. Okay. That's important. I release it. it, it and the, and, and the release of it, some things are really easy to release, right. And let it, let it go. Sometimes it, let, sometimes it goes on its own. You don't even got to do much for it. Right. Cause it's, it's not meant for you anymore. It has moved on. It's transferred somewhere else. Some things are a little bit more difficult to, to release. Some people are a little bit more difficult to release. Yeah. However, and if if an experience no longer serves me, a person no longer serves me, um, it's 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 hindering who I visualize I'm looking to be. Um, it's time to release. It's time to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what's important to you you got me over here deep breathing you hear that right <laughs> you got me deep breathing today honey i'm like <laughs> You're like, who are you going deep with these questions? It's great though. Because not only does it give me a chance to think about it, but obviously people who are listening, these are things you need to think about. Um, a lot of people just say, you know, we always say, especially now, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, there is. And it is so overwhelming. It is. It's nonstop. It's nonstop. It's every day, every second. And not only is it happening every day, every second, but we have access to seeing things happen every day, every second. Yeah. So it's very extremely overwhelming. Um, and I flipped that to your, your question is what is important to me? Um, what's important to me is releasing 
what I think others think of what I should be doing, how I should look, how I should talk, how I should walk, how I should articulate myself because Um, that's what's hold, held me back the most. Yeah. Um, that's what kept me from being so happy. What other people thought. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, there's a, um, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Say There's an audio sound out now on Instagram and it says, like, you know, your fear of looking stupid is holding you back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard that. I hear it loud and clear. Mm -hmm. It's three second sound audio clip. Yeah. It's so powerful. It is. Your fear. Of looking stupid is holding you back. Ain't holding nobody else back. It's holding you back. And one of the things that I look at is, you know, people who I admire on social media. Um, I've heard at least two of them say, I was just like that. Mm. I was questioning myself getting dressed in front of a camera and posting it mm. cleaning my house and posting it you know and so for me it's it's that as well it, it, it has always been that because i when i'm trying to go out and do things or my or my brain so creative it just thinks of all these i i have so i Sometimes, sometimes I can't sleep because I have so many ideas. And um, why those ideas don't get executed is because I think about what people would say or think. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm. But I'm forgetting that there's so many people that would be like, oh my God, that's, that is so dope. I love that. Oh my God, I identify with her. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. Because at the end of the day, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. And always say, like, we always think that people are thinking so hard about us. They're not thinking about us. They got their own problems. They, not they do. Guess what? They're going to scroll right on. Like, they're not. They'll have their thought and they'll keep it going. And what people think of us is not our business anyway. <laughs> so. Listen, by the time the time comes, they're not even going to remember what, what they saw. Not at all. We'll be so stressed out about it and won't post it. And I remind myself about this too, LaShawn. It's not how many people see my posts. It's that per it's, it's the who that sees my post. It's that person that needs to see it, that they need to hear it, see it, or whatever. Or on the flip side, it's the person that's about to sign, sign, like give me an opportunity yeah. because of that post. Yeah. I'll never get the opportunities if that if that person who needs to see it never sees it. Yeah, thinking it was like, you know, people are thinking about the wrong things. 
right? It's about, oh, I don't want to do it because I don't want to ruffle feathers. When you just said, hey, this could take me to my next level if the right person sees it. And it goes back to the conversation that you and I had that was so pivotal for me. Can't play small. Yeah. And it, it, those two things go hand in hand. I'm too worried about what people think I should look like, act like, be like, you know, whatever. That's a very close, uh, so let's say very close line that I'm playing small because I don't want to play big. Because once I play big, I feel like I got to answer to all those fears that I'm talking in my brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you see me now, go post, posting. Post, 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 and posting. Just post something else. Post. You were posting before that. Look, so I wasn't posting what I wanted to post. Okay. I was posting what people thought I should post. Okay. Okay. That's a difference. difference. There's a difference. There's a huge effing difference. Okay. It's a life-changing difference because now posting does not feel so over the top it feels extreme it feels with ease some, some things are are not easy because it depends on how much work i want to put into what i'm creating but some of the stuff that it's just like bang 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 i can shoot it edit it in like 10 15 minutes because okay. it's so easy for me to say what i want to what i want to say yeah and edit it and make it look how I want to look versus what I think other people will, will want to see for me. So that's a huge difference. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We went down a whole conversation with that one. So. <laughs> we did. What, what's the one thing you wish women knew about the real meaning of partnership? It's never 50-50. I'll say it again for those in the back. It's never 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. What did, I, what did we talk about earlier? He's going to be high. I might be low. He might be low. I might be high. Yeah. I got to give a little bit more to the kids. He might have to give a little bit more to the kids. I got to give a little bit more at home because he's traveling away. He might have to give a little bit more to the kids because I'm traveling I'm away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He might have to cook that week for the week. I might have to cook for that whole week. We might be eating out for the whole. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, we talked about earlier too as well, like, um, What he needed, I couldn't, I couldn't give him because I didn't even know that he needed it and know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And who I was 10 years ago is totally for sure not who I am now. It's not who he is. Mm -hmm. And we're still exploring. We still get a chance as much as we want to, mm -hmm. to acknowledge each other's growth, acknowledge, acknowledge each other's evolution. Mm -hmm. And honor it, respect it, um, and compromise with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And those things aren't easy to do. It's work. It is. Because this is not your child. Well, you gotta deal with somebody. Like, I ain't gotta deal with your behind right now. All right. Thank you. But I want to deal with you. Exactly. I think sometimes we forget about that in relationship that our person is not going to be happy-go-lucky and we have to give them the space to be how they are. Just like you said earlier, you know, our partners give us the space to be how we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't know. It's just my opinion. And and just me maturing. Um, I do believe for women, you know, we might have a lot more ability to um, this is how I am. Yeah. Yeah. This is how I am. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. This is how I am. But for the man, it's like he cannot say that. Yeah, never, ever. What? What do you mean? That's how you you don't care enough about me to change? You don't care enough about me to know that that hurts my feelings? Men have feelings too. They have feelings too. They always feel like it. You know, you cut them, they bleed too. They hurt too. They get their heart broken too. But let us tell it, no, everything happens to us. We do stuff too to them. All day. Yeah, I think the more that women realize that men are human and they hurt just like we do, you know, I think relationships would be a little bit easier. Yeah. Like we had an open conversation about intimacy and it's very okay to acknowledge the way women might want to receive intimacy is different. Man wants to receive intimacy, and men need to hear that too as well. Like, right? Like you rubbing on my booty at night is not a signal that you want to be intimate, right? Like, I'm not about to be like, okay, let's go. All right, come on, you rub my booty, let's go, right? And so we had an open conversation about intimacy, and um, and he was like, you know, well, what if I do what you do to me sometimes, which is try to be intimate and I reject you. He was like, you don't think that hurts me or makes me feel insecure? Maybe like, well, does she not want me? Do you want me? Do you, you know, he's like, you just turn your back and say, I'm tired. He's like, well, what if I did that to you every night? Mm-hmm. And I'm back on you and say, well, I'm tired. He's like, you think I'm cheating. <laughs> it's so true. Cause you yeah. don't have to be tired. It's like, what do you mean you're tired? I could be tired, but you can't be tired. Y'all don't be tired. Y'all want it all the time. But, you know, men, sex is like a real form of intimacy for them. Like, like that is really yes. how they connect. I had to learn that. I had to learn that. When they're because in relationship, sex was not intimacy. Yeah, let me, let me connect. Oh. When, when they're in relationship with someone they, that they love. Mm, nice way. Thank you for bring that, bringing that to, yeah. It's not, it's not like if it's a, <laughs> thank you, man. That's not their way of connecting. No, they just want to have sex. Yeah, they just want to have a good time. But right? in your case of you and your husband, he said to yeah. you, like, what if every night I said to you, I'm tired? You would think that I was cheating when I want to connect with you in that way. 
not just because I want to have sex or get my rocks off. I want to be close to you. Yeah. I want to intertwine with you, right? I like, and it took me again, maturity and listening. Listening mm-hmm. and just sitting with it. It didn't mean right away as soon as he said it. I was like, oh, okay. I'll be sitting here lying if I tell you that. That's that's not what happened. What happened was I heard him multiple times in conversations us talk about it. He's heard multiple times in conversations how I see intimacy. And then we had to unlearn, relearn, and do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that way we have this understanding that I'm going to do my best to understand your language and understand your needs. And, you know, we're, 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 we're both going to work on that. And then that way, neither one of us feel like the other is giving what the other person wants, but nobody's, but the other person isn't receiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I keep giving you sex, but you're not allowing, you, you, you're not giving me what I need to feel intimate with you. Because yeah. for me, it's, it's, it's not always, the, it's, it's less of the physical. It's other things that I like, ugh, I swoon when you do these things. And I feel so loved and connected and wanted by you when you do these things. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. We had to, yeah, we had to talk about that a few times. Times. It takes that. It takes that. You know, a shift in behavior change, it takes repetition. Right? Yeah, it does. And it's, and it, and it can feel like, I, and I remember too, LaShawn, I used to always say, well, I already told you already. Yeah. Well, I already told you maybe three years ago. <laughs> it sounds so crazy. I told you three years. Right, though? It's like, but I already told you. Why I got to keep telling you the same thing? Yeah. yeah. If you know me, you better just did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like giving our giving our partners the same grace we give our girlfriends. The same grace we give our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say that. I'm like, just like you have that job and you got to act a certain way to get a promotion, bring that same energy to your relationship. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Wow. I didn't, I never heard that, but I'm hearing you right now. And I'm like, yo, that is so true. Bring that same, if you want that same energy, oh my God, the relationship will be off the walls. Because y'all know y'all not going to act any old type of way at work. Yeah. It's not going to. Not about to talk any old type of way to people. Not about to act any old type of way to people. Somebody asked you to do something. You're not up there like, well, wow, why don't I do that? Well, how, well, you don't do this for me. And you don't, you didn't give me the reasons that I wanted last week. So you're not going to forget. There's, you're not going to forget. You're going to remember because you want that promotion. You want that raise. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, oh, that just gem. That was a gem. No. That was a gem. But again, you know, we have, again, we have these perceptions and, and I do want to say this. I think a lot of people think that they being sore or they getting ran over or uh, being used because they present themselves in a type of way in a relationship. And I can see how somebody might feel that way. My advice would be keep bringing it back to you. Don't give, don't think about the other person and try to give 
because it's, it's almost like giving away your power in that instance. Yeah. yeah. If you don't want to truly be this kind of person, then this is who you are. Yes. It, it, it doesn't matter if you was with John, Harry, Adam. If you conduct yourself as a lady and as a female and with class, you're going to do that with whoever you with. Yeah. Yeah. You're not about to go walk around switching cold. No. How you talk and act. So you're going to act improper and quote unquote ghetto with John. But when you get with Ted, you're going to all of a sudden now you're a lady and you're classy. No, I'm a lady and classy at all times. And if I'm a wife and I move in wife behavior, I'm going to do that at all times. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just saying. Don't worry. Don't give, don't give the power to anybody else. It's like, you know, if you are an accountant, you got to be an accountant no matter what you work at. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're, if that's your title, that's that, that's what you do. So whether you're an accountant for Apple, whether you're an accountant for Google, you're an accountant. And when you go to work, you're going to do accountant stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. That's what helped me. I like that. That's what helped me to truly, honestly realize, like, this is who I am. <laughs> and whoever I'm with, it's not about, you know, uh, 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 being submissive or being ran over or, you know, they using me. I can't think of it like like that in that way. You know, at the end of the day, if you don't think a person is worth your time, your value, your presence, or they're not treating you good and you're not receiving the same things that you're giving, then you know do you know what decision to make after that? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't gotta change who you are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of women do try to change who they are in relationship to people, you know, or but that that person that they're trying to be with. Or he starts, God forbid, your partner starts cheating. Now you got to go cheat. If that's not, yeah, that's not what you want to do. It's not, yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the same. All this is the same concept. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I love that you said that. That was so good. Oh my God. Thank you. So what's your next steps in elevating your family life and career? Um, family, honestly, it's just, it is an everyday approach to this. Um, like again, just like anything in life, you know, when you go too hard, too fast, try to do everything all at one time, you crash and burn. Mm -hmm. Um, so with the family life, it really just is an everyday progression, you know, for us, I believe, honestly, we understand the assignment when it comes to building the foundation of our family, which is him and I both have an understanding. First and foremost, it's about our children. Yeah. First and foremost, mm -hmm. which has allowed, allowed us to put a lot of the petty stuff to the back burner. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, frivolous arguments, especially when the kids are home. Mm. It's you know we're trying to uh, you know how we want to raise our children. We're on the same accord with that. The examples that want to set as a woman, the examples he want to set as a man. Mm. First, you know he is their first boyfriend. He is their first 
understanding yeah. uh, a man's love. And we are their first example of setting the precedence of intimacy, love, connection, friendship. And hopefully if they do uh, want to start families of their own, they have some type of some type of foundation, right? Of what that is. They might decide to raise their kids differently. They might decide to do things differently. Um, but however, one of the things we were very sound about is we just want them to see love. Yes. And we want them to see disagreements can be worked out. Yeah. And we want them to see that when we have a disagreement, you don't have to, you know, it, it's, you know, you don't have to now hate the person, not like the person, respect the other person's dis, uh, um, stance on it and still have respect for the other, like, you know, just, just, just certain types of foundations. We understand the assignment with that. It's about our children. And um, we know that we're about to set them out into the world as adults and we want them to function well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we want them to be able to have the functioning tools to uh, be able to make up their mind and not be influenced by other people. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's an everyday thing. Um, when it comes to my career, um, again, you know, when I saw you, was it this, was it this summer? Yeah, it was, it was the summer. It was like, I think it was like um, October. Was it in October? Okay, so fall. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, I can't believe it was summer. Um, so yeah, when I saw you, again, we had ground, for me, groundbreaking conversation. I mean, girl, we should be damn near shut the restaurant down, okay? We was, <laughs> they was like, you done, you done, you done. <laughs> we was like, we, we almost done, thank you. Um, no, literally, like, I walked away so fulfilled. We didn't need to go do anything else. Like, we were like, okay. Yeah. This was good. Um, but when we had that conversation, it was really groundbreaking for me of just discovering the next portal that I'm willing to walk through. Mm -hmm. um, and it's okay going through that portal, going through the other side of it, and knowing that whatever I get through that portal, I'm going to have to walk through another one anyway. Yeah. But if I stay here, I'm going to only get what I got. Yeah. Yeah. If I stay on this side of the portal, I'm going to only get what I've already gotten. I get to keep this, but I'll never get to acquire anything else. Mm. So I have to be brave, courageous. And willing to trust the guidance and the direction. Because I, I truly believe that, again, if you have, have the desire for something, you should go seek it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should go seek that desire. So I decided to work through the portal. <laughs> and, when, and, and, and even everybody, even just making the decision to do it changes a lot of stuff. For you. So once I made that decision, guess what happened? The opportunities started to come. Uh, it, it was cool. It's so freaking crazy. I started meeting so many different people. 
Um, I didn't even know certain people who was who knew me or was interested in me or was watching me from afar. And it was just so crazy. But once I just once I made the decision and then I started doing the action, it was, you know, groundbreaking for me. Um Again, so, you know, for me, my next level is, uh, again, being authentic on social media. Um, the only thing I care about is how I look and perceive myself. If I can sleep at night, I'm good with it. I'm good with it, right? Um, and then on that home front, the second thing is, you know, I partnered with a amazing company, production company management, production slash management company. Um, and yeah, we're, we're about to just take things to the next level for Alexis Rose, for ARX. Um, for me as a brand, we're, we're about to really just take things to the next level for, for, for 2023. We've already started doing those things. And um, I'm just really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I can't wait to see. Now wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm ready too. Like, you know, like they say, like I, I was I was thinking about this too. Somebody told me, uh, a friend of mine told me they said, because at one time I wanted a studio so bad and I wasn't ready yet. It was over 10 years ago, but I wanted it. I desired it. And they were like, Well, if somebody just gave you keys studio today and said here would you be ready to do whatever you needed to do to open it and maintain it and i said no and they said then that's why you don't have it yeah okay i was like oh okay <laughs> you my <like>, girl <laughs> do you know what i mean like that's why i i think you know i appreciate people who come into my life because sometimes it can just be the smallest things and you know they change they can you know those those interactions and those conversations can really change your life but you got to be open and willing to listen let me spit out the bone yeah take what serves you take the lesson keep it moving absolutely keep it moving. yeah anyway yeah thank you thank you <laughs> For sharing yourself with us. This was amazing. This was this so was, good. It's, I mean, you make it so easy. Um, you're an amazing host. You make it really easy. You yourself um, have a true, um, just very aspirational story um to who you are and what you do and i and i and i I like we are the one and we are one of the same when it comes to this. The best thing you can do with your experiences is share it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the best gift that you can give. Yeah. Other people, but yourself at the same time. Serving, yeah, serving, so serving the thank world. you so much for sharing your experiences and your gifts as well. You're welcome. And also tell the people where they can find you. Oh my God. Find me everywhere. Definitely. I am really, really, um, open and out there on instagram alexis rose underscore arx i'll say it again alexis rose underscore arx um you can go into my bio and you can see my youtube channel is up there 
Um, we're going to be definitely ramping up more videos for my YouTube channel, my podcast, my talk show. We're going to be doing more workouts. We're creating uh, my app right now. As we speak, we are creating the app for my workouts and I'll have motivational videos on there for everybody. So yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. You can go to the link in the bio and you can follow me and see other places that you might want to connect with me at, um, but Alexis Rose underscore ARX. All right. Well, thank you again. And, you know, the people are going to, of course, we have to do this again. So oh. next time, though, you're going to be on my platform next time. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait either. And and everybody, if you're watching this or and or if you see it, we didn't plan the colors, honey. It just happens that way. Yes, yes, we didn't plan. <laughs> it just happened that way. Greatness alike, okay? Greatness things alike. Yes. You know, it, it's it's so funny because it did we do that on live too? Yeah, we did. I think we so. did Instagram live. I think I think so. I'm not sure. I think we were similar on Instagram live too as well. Yeah, we will look. I think we are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. If you would like to know more about me and what I offer, please go to my website at www.lashawntthompson.com. You can find me on Instagram at LashawnTThompson. And you can find me on TikTok at Lashawn. T. Thompson. Be well.